Thank you. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of the Slumber Party Podcast. I am your co-host, Amanda Jusen. I'm here with my BFF, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Welcome. Hi, thanks. Your hair looks really great this episode. This is my episode this is really, for this is you're hair. showing up this, i showed up with really great hair for like two three episodes and you just that's when you stop trying i stop immediately <laughs> to be fair i'm in like covid isolation hell i don't even know what day it is so like i'm absolutely not bringing out the dyson for this for like not for this i shouldn't say for this for like the mood during this time mostly yeah during this time i actually should have got it together anyway today i'm super excited to introduce our guest miss krista salter welcome krista how are you hi i'm very excited to be here i'm excited Well, I, I, Lisa has talked so much about you to me in the past, only bad things, of course. So (laughs) I know I wish, I wish I had a little sound, but that, that'd be (laughs) too much, I think. Um, and she, she's mentioned you lost before. She's like, oh, Chris is just so cool. You need to have her on the podcast. And she's, she has such a great pandemic like pregnancy and parenting story and I was like (laughs) we absolutely need to talk about this because we haven't and I don't know I think the reason why it's kind of like why tv hasn't hit the pandemic yet it's like no one wants to touch it it's like too and I I also don't want to count my chickens like god knows like every fucking week there is a new variant or something so i'm not counting my chickens but i thought it'd be really cool if we could kind of like discuss hey how are you doing how did it go how did you survive and you know what are your tips if this happens again to us all and it can't be it can't be move (laughs) because that's what i want to do just kidding. Well, it'd be too expensive to move now anyways, really. Let's be True. honest. No one True. can afford housing anymore. 100%. 100%. Well, yeah, that's another thing too. So Chrissy, you run your own business. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. Um, I am an interiors, interior designer here in Hamilton, Ontario. I've been running my own business for over 10 years now. And I work with clients like Lisa and I transform homes. So um, it's just me right now. My goal is after having all my children was to sort of take the business and then grow from there. So I'm leveling up as everyone says these days um, as I enter back into the workforce, which feels a little bit different this time around because of uh, my workload at home with the kids, with having three And then also just with the pandemic and sort of what that looks like coming back it, a lot of, mm-hmm. there was a lot of loose ends when I mm-hmm. left and that's mm-hmm. not usually how I like to leave a, for my maternity leave. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. so yeah, I run, I run my own show and I love doing it. And so I'm excited to get back, but, uh, right now I'm just sort of in that transition of like thinking about mom hat you know, getting hung up during the day, putting on the work hat. So I'm making that slow progression to, yeah, working, right. working again. I I actually found that this has been the, um, 
kind of uh, well, this will be like the kind of the the new thing that uh, many moms and and parents who maybe. Um, like in my house, I'm not the breadwinner, right? So my my husband just continued to work and nothing really changed for him. Like for sure things have changed. He, he travels for work, but it, he traveled throughout the whole pandemic. Um, you know, the first time I get on a plane and I haven't been on one since 2020, <laughs> I'm going to have a tiny panic attack. And he's been on like 2,700 planes over the last two years. So his life is very similar. And I find that um, for many uh, friends who have either taken extended mat leaves and are just returning to work or had a baby and are returning to work, it's not what it was, right? Like we have all of these at-home responsibilities. Um, Lisa, I know (laughs) you're kind of in this boat right now. Literally, uh, you know, the two of my closest friends, um, I have a friend who also stayed at home. Uh, for a number of years, for for five years, and then went back to work purposely. And it's been very challenging. It's been very challenging to go back. So I can imagine for you, this would be a very challenging time as well. Yeah. I mean, what are they, people are saying you can't be a parent and have a job during COVID like, or a career. It seems to be very difficult. And of course, um, so my husband also is an entrepreneur and has his own business here in Hamilton, but now he has a staff, you know, he's got team, he's got a whole team. He's got to be there every day. And so it's easier for me to sort of take the step back. Although I don't even know if that would matter because we just would do it anyways. It always would fall back on me. And luckily, you know, I have amazing clients who are okay with that. And of course, everyone understands everyone during the pandemic has been so understanding, Mm -hmm. but it's still difficult because it always even we're, uh, we were just talking that I'm going to go traveling to Florida finally. And when we return, I have to then take the 14 days with my son who's three years old because he has to quarantine. And like at no point ever does that fall back on my husband. And that's no fault to mm-hmm. him. I mean, I'm on maternity leave, but thank goodness I'm on maternity leave. Like I've said mm-hmm. so many times, I am actually grateful that I'm on maternity leave right now during mm-hmm. this whole, even for my industry, which is a whole other podcast, but you know, it's very difficult, the home sector right now, like design supply yeah. chain issues. So I'm very happy to not be involved right now. I'm just, I was hoping it would fizzle oh out gosh, and sort of figure itself out by the time I came back, but it's not. So, you know, it has been really be- beneficial in some ways to be off, but then also difficult because, you know, you're also have a new human in your, in your family. And, mm-hmm. um, there's also a pandemic happening and the safety of them. And, you know, you're constantly balancing, um, safe, you know, risk versus reward sort of thing. Right. Exactly. And I was just telling my husband this morning, I'm like, you know, it's not your fault, but our family is set up in such a way that your job always comes first. And the resentment that is finally starting to build up in me (laughs) regarding that is just, it's hit, it's, you know, all time high today. <laughs> Maybe not today, like it obviously it, it is building and it's sort of, but today is just like another one of those things. Like, I understand he's apologizing, but I said, you know, there's nothing you can do. This is the way that right. it's been set up, but I don't know. And also I mean, like only- how, sorry. 
No, no, Whoever, go on, like go who's on. more flexible? Like who can go whose right. boss or job or clients are more flexible than the other? And then I don't know, for some reason it does always land on us. And maybe that's because you are shifting now into this new career and that's really important to you. But where before it wasn't mm-hmm. maybe on the table and it, your job as a mom was that. And so it was a little bit easier for him to even sink into that as well, right? Right. No, for sure. And and that was the thing, right? You had this whole plan of like, this is what my transition is going to look like. You know, I'm going to start this new job and my <laughs> right. children will be at school. And there's nothing, right. nothing that you can plan. Like even today, my son got sent home because he looked tired. Again. Really? Oh Again, he's a, he, this is the one that always gets home sent, sent home tired. He, he's just a very sleepy kind of looking guy. <laughs> no, he's, just, you know, he's like a little teddy bear, and he's just so a little goofy guy. And he just loves. He just looks like a sleepy kid. I don't know. I mean, these totally are the times fine. he's getting sent home because he looks tired. Maybe he's not stimulated or something. I don't yeah know. right I that's, don't know he so said he's, so, the smoothie didn't agree with him but you know this is the thing right it's a smoothie doesn't agree and then your entire day, day is screwed yeah it's completely that's, sideways well I'm I'm currently um I'm doing my placement I'm doing my social work degree right now as you do during a pandemic and um, I my placement is in a hospital and due to uh, the fact that the hospital is a place where there are, are lots of high-risk people there's a longer isolation period so my whole family got COVID this week and I haven't got COVID which is like great. I say yet, but if I get it, so now I've been in isolation for the first five days with my husband. My daughter's tested positive yesterday. Here's five more days of isolation. And then if I test positive again, I'm waiting this 10 days. Like I can't even go to my placement. Now, thankfully, my placement supervisor is very flexible and lets me, you know, work from home, but it's also it's not the full experience, right? Like it's, it's Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I don't know how people are kind of like, I think I've said this a lot that we're all going to look back at this time and realize how kind of fucked up it was that we all pretended that everything was fine and that we should work a hundred percent exactly the same during a pandemic. And I think this will have crazy implications. Um, And just in it, like on parental stress alone, like what are we supposed to do with kids when school closes and and whatnot? And you, so talk to me about having a baby in the pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) you know what I think that if it was my first child it would it would have felt very different to myself and also let's when I had Hannah when I was pregnant with her it was it was so at the end of 2020 like um September I was pregnant with her so I wasn't pregnant right at the beginning so as I it was funny because when I got pregnant I was like well at least now, by now, the, the people are allowed to come into the hospital rooms and all those things. So it had eased up, right? We had we had been around this virus a little bit longer. So I did feel a little bit more comfortable with the virus at that point. I'm being pregnant. What was weird was like no one saw me during my pregnancy, really, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think by Christmas time of that year, so I would have been about four or five months pregnant. That was when we went into a lockdown at, on Christmas, like 
uh, December 23rd or something like that. And I remember having to say to my family, I haven't put this pregnancy before the pandemic at all. I was still seeing clients. I was still going on about my day. Of course, we're doing all the things, you know, all the protocols, the masking and all that sort of stuff. And were we masking inside at that point? Anyways, it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, I think you were You were at my place at that time. You told you, me you were pregnant with a mask on. And oh, we couldn't hug. See, there we go. Good thing I have you to remember because, you know, yeah. it's like, <laughs> she remembers right. everything. I remember everything. Yeah, don't sadly. ever screw up. Just okay. Little oh, words, you okay. guys. Noted. Um, <laughs> Well, I do also have, remember having a very frank conversation with you about having three children and you just gave me like, you have to do it. It's so wonderful. I was like, okay. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so I would say that it was difficult. The biggest dis- difficulty was making these decisions, just like everybody in COVID. I now have to choose between my children going to my family Christmas um, and enjoying that time or staying home and saying no. And so I had to, I had to prioritize the pregnancy because my family, people had, I didn't know where everyone was prior to this. And, you know, so I was worried about that. Then I think the next difficult part was the rollout of the vaccines. So there was much, so much time them saying pregnant women shouldn't be getting the vaccinations and they're new. And what is this going to look like? And then all of a sudden, fast forward to April. And it was like pregnant women are the highest, most risk risky um, group right now. So that was very difficult because all of a sudden it's like, wait, we were fine and we shouldn't get it. And now all of a sudden you're telling me I should. So there was this dichotomy of just like, just exactly how COVID has been this entire time for Mm -hmm. all of us. Like Mm -hmm. one minute it's this way and next minute it's this way and you don't know what to believe. And, and then Mm -hmm. do you want to get a vaccination? Do you not? So that was very difficult as well. Managing that and sort of having to go down the rabbit hole of information and doctors and hoping that the sources that I'm reading and watching are valuable and, um, uh, you know, like legitimate informed. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I actually, Which is like, um, you know, good for mm-hmm. you for having that. <laughs> well, with there was one in these for times. any pregnant women out there, especially in Ontario, there is a handle called pandemic pregnancy and it is Dr. Mm-hmm. You know, Dr. Tally Ogler. She's, I've done some stuff for her account. She's wonderful. She's wonderful. So, you know it. Mm-hmm. And I have felt like that has been the game changer for me, kind of like my compass. Like I'll just, she, yep. I feel like we're on the same page. Like I believe things she says and her science and all that. So I did follow through with the vaccination because I was scared. I was scared for my baby. And also when it was sort of happening, um, my due date was coming really quickly. So in my head, I was like, well, she's pretty much cooked. So, you know, the baby's ready to come. Like, it's not like she's a 15 week old fetus. Mm-hmm. I was at the end of it. So it was a little bit easier for me to make that choice. I also wanted to ensure, um, you know, that if I did get COVID, that I would be less sick, et cetera. However, when mm-hmm. I got it, I was like a week before she was born. So I didn't get that like two week post. So it didn't right. really go through the placenta. So inevitably, I don't think she actually got those antibodies. However, mm-hmm. through a breast milk now, right? We, they're, yeah. they're proving mm-hmm. that they, mm-hmm. they do. So um, aside from that, I think it's just the emotional part of not being able for everyone to really enjoy the, the pregnancy and my my stepmom said to me, she's like, I I I feel like Hannah just dropped out of the sky. I'm like, well, I'm glad you felt that way because I sure didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 
And then also or when people say you've been pregnant forever and you're like, oh, I'm so, yeah, I'm no, so glad no, you noticed thanks. that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I felt like everyone was just like, I didn't, I didn't even see you or, you know, you just didn't really like you get to enjoy that with people. So I think if it was my first pregnancy, that would have been a real like Mm -hmm. disappointment. Right. Because Mm -hmm. it's kind of special. I mean, every pregnancy is special, but I could, because I had so much else going on on my plate. I mean, Mm -hmm. so the other difficult part was also making the decision to pull my other two children out of school and daycare Mm -hmm. to mother them, to make sure they did not get sick before I had Hannah. So Mm -hmm. it was like four weeks of, like full, fully pregnant self with a three-year-old. No, he wasn't three. He was two, two and a half and a four and a half year old. And it was, oh my, my mother was here. Thank goodness. She had come home from Florida after her long vacation there and throughout the winter. And she came every day and she was in our bubble and she would, when my son would nap, she would let me nap. And if she was not for her, I would not have survived. It was mm-hmm. so challenging and well, just physically so challenging. And, you know, I was older yeah. as an older pregnant person I was about to turn 40 so that was hard I was tired and like you know what it's like during pandemic times lockdowns like for the best of us it's tiring never mind being fully pregnant so that was one of the harder parts of pregnancy and the pandemic for me Mm -hmm. so no I noticed you Krista saying like you were realizing that you weren't prioritizing your pregnancy for you does that also mean not prioritizing yourself or because those can, those are different things, right? Like protecting the baby is different than self-care for you. So did you, were you able to get any, or do you connect those two? Um, I think it was more like I was focusing so much on, because I'm an entrepreneur, I was focusing so much on work and making sure that all, like I was getting things done and like in my head, I'm thinking, okay, I need to get these projects done. I need to make money. So that's what I meant by prioritizing. Mm-hmm. At that point, it was like I had to start thinking about this other baby instead of just like mm-hmm. going along. So for myself, I don't, I, I was really good at sleeping. That's what I prioritized. You know, Woo! when the other kids would sleep, oh. I'd fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? So more times than not, my husband would be like, what happened? I'm like, well, you know, I put the kids down, I lied down next to them, done. The night's over. But then I'd be so disappointed because my night would be over and like I had no time to myself. And but that was so I don't know if self-care ever really came on the table, to be honest. Like I just yeah. don't not that I can recall, aside from, you know, maybe getting my nails done every once in a while by a friend who does it in her her house, you know. Right. right. That's <laughs> and friend. I think that that's sort of where yeah. I'm coming from. Like, you know, um, throughout pregnancy, everybody dotes on the mom so much, right? And so when you don't have that ability to have your tribe around you, and yeah. I'm wondering if you notice that more with the third, I feel like I was lucky enough that with my third, you know, she came at that time where my kids were older, you know, they're right. like, six and eight. And, and my husband really wanted this baby too. So it's like, I don't know, it just we, we just all like, and I, I felt very pampered. And then I actually felt like, completely abandoned after I had the baby you know which tends to happen sometimes Mm -hmm. um and I felt that way for many reasons but some of it was because I I was so used to people doting on me right and so Mm -hmm. I feel like Mm -hmm. um 
moms during the pandemic they don't have the ability to really just focus on on the idea no. of enjoying themselves throughout the pregnancy especially busy moms like you it, sure it's I'm, been I'm so happy a, well and sorry, i'm so been, happy you had that experience yeah. <laughs> with your because yeah so that's amazing. in there yeah <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I feel like that's been just such a refrain during this pandemic for my clients. It's like, especially for those who have kind of um, been pregnant on the whole continuum, like of the first, you know, you're pregnant during the entire um, first year of the pandemic, and then you have a baby, and then there are these waves. And, you know, I have clients who's who have just started introducing the baby to extended family members. And okay, yeah. for various reasons, right? Like someone is high risk in the family or they're high risk or, you know, yada, yada, yada. It's not, you know, everyone has their own story and reason why that needs to happen. But I think about the the level of support for parents. And then you said something as well about just being an entrepreneur in the pandemic, because I feel that... <laughs> When the pandemic hit, I was like, okay, I'm going to take every single possible client because I don't know what's going to happen with my business. I don't know how people are going to spend money. I don't know, you know, if this is going to be a thing. And I literally worked my ass off until I swear to God, August of this like summer, August, 2021, I kind of hit like a massive wall. And I have like a um, problem of being like someone who can do a lot of things and I can just go. But mm -hmm. then like, I don't know that I shouldn't do that until I'm dead. So I, I'm, I'm recovering from that. I'm recovering. It is a problem. But Lisa, you are first witness. It is so much better than what yes. it was. So much, much better. better. But I did that. And I felt like as an entrepreneur, like there's no like, there's no insurance policy, right? There's no like, oh, whatever. Like I was like, um, now I'm, I'm starting to trust that, uh, the, the brand is doing well and the business is doing well, but right. it's, well, it was it also hard. extremely stressful. Yeah. Oh, so stressful. It's also hard is like, not only was there maternity. So when I went off with my son's maternity leave, so he was born in 2018. So I had, I didn't even take a year, but but full-time, let's just say, when I went back to work, he was only in daycare for three months before the first lockdown happened. So then mm -hmm. I had another, a lockdown. So I was home for then three months. And then I, then we, you know, so all the lockdowns that happened, I was basically starting and stopping my business, starting and stopping business. And that was stressful. So then to be pregnant then with Hannah, I was like, oh my goodness, like yeah. I haven't had a full year of work, a full calendar year of work in three and a half years. So it's a bit mind blowing to think that might even actually happen. But then ironically, when I go back to work in May, my daughter, my eldest daughter, who's five will be off for the summer. So I'm like, it just, this is just motherhood. Friends. It just never Friends. ends. I'm like, never well, ends. like what? I got six weeks before I have a child who then needs either care for me or put into care or is out of the routine. So I find that mm -hmm. I'm like, this is just, I think this is just life and I have to accept it. And the business continually pivots with me, which is what's so great, right? Because we are in charge of ourselves. We are in charge of our, our businesses and our clients are so understanding because most of them are living through it with us as well. So that's what yeah. I find solace in. I'm like, okay, everyone, like we're humans. Yeah. We're not robots. Yeah. 
they ever everyone but you understand. Also are so good at what you do. So I'm oh, like the first person knocking yeah. on your door. You're on the list. Yeah, she's on really? the list. <laughs> <laughs> you should take all the time you need, but like when you're ready. Um, I'm about to start offering like babysitting (laughs) services for you to jump back. Oh my gosh. I know people. And then what my best friend's like, so she just told me to have a hard stop. She's like, Krista, this is your last maternity leave. Because I was like, okay, I'm going to get back to it. I got to start emailing clients. She's like, just enjoy it because this this one's done. Like it's really done. And I was like, you're right. Thank you for reminding me. Because I said that to myself at the beginning that I'm going to enjoy it. Right. She is a good friend. Yes. And so I really listened to that. And normally this is unlike me, like you were saying, Amanda, I have changed. Like, I think the pandemic has changed my mentality of realizing Mm -hmm. that it's okay to slow down a little bit. Like I was always hitting the ground running, doing 5,000 different things. And I think it's been really a life lesson that it's okay Mm -hmm. to not do all those things and to have time for yourself and for your family. And, you know, to just not always have a to-do list that's like, Although this is my, I've started to like even reject, like I I've really hit like a different, I don't know. Like I think with, um, with like this latest wave and Omicron. So we're recording this January 31st. Um, when this sort of thing happened, I just knew a lot of people in my like friendship group in the corporate world who's like grind, 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 like no changes in terms of like, you know, how things are going and like kids getting sent home and just how hard I worked last time through all those school closures. Um, and we had help last time. Um, we hired an amazing like 20 year old babysitter who is like sent from the heavens. Um, but we didn't have her, but also I was like, fuck this. I reject this. I don't want to work the same when my kids are home. I don't expect this of my team. I don't expect it from anyone. I don't like if we make no money in the month of January, so be it. I am not asking people to do this anymore. I, I refuse to be a part of this like grind culture for what? For what? Like we're two years into this and I just like, it doesn't relent. Nothing changes, more stress. And I just refuse to be a part of it. Like I honestly, like, I think if anything, this has just taught me to like, what I, what I really want to focus on is, I know this sounds like cheesy, but it's just like impact. The, like, what can I do in a small way to help like give a parent permission to like, it's okay to sleep or what can I do? Like if I just work on that, I think the rest will come because I'm tired of this like grind. I am. I'm tired of it. Well, you're doing it already. Right. So, well, it's been, you are making it happen. I'm telling you, you're doing it already. (laughs) Well, well, yeah. I mean, well, thank you. I mean, that wasn't me fishing. Sorry. I said, accept it. Accept it. Yeah. yeah I, right. I, I struggle with this stuff, but yeah, I think she's that, terrible um, taking compliments. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, that's not, I, I guess what I'm saying is like, I, I, 
the the benefit of this pandemic is that it has shown me what like you know what matters right it like mm-hmm. be, uh, we moved right being outside matters to me like having access to like nature and my cardinals in the backyard that I'm obsessed with turns out that like is really important to me and I just more want to focus on like building snow forts with my kids rather than like living in Toronto and grinding it out and like like I don't know it's just if it means like if it means less money or whatever then I'm I'm totally okay with that because I think what we have witnessed over the last two years um especially with moms and working is just totally not okay and I'm doing my social work degree and I'm actually doing a huge project on the she session and the amount of literature that that is coming out about like women and how they were impacted financially emotionally in caregiving positions like this is crazy and I don't even think we're even talking about it like I feel like we're all too in it still yes. um to really actually I'm 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 rambling. I'm sorry. But You're like, not. I it, totally it agree. It's so yeah. crazy. Yeah. And just like, even I was even thinking like, I'm, I'm very privileged in my life. And then I think about like, when we talk about women, I think about all of my friends in the corporate world who make, you know, six figures or whatever, five figures. And then like, there's a whole other class system at play where, um, uh, you know, um, um, low income earners in like caregiving or service roles are mostly women. They have been out of work on and off in this wave. Every time a restaurant closes, all those service go home. All the, and then they, I just can't even, I'm, I'm very curious about what this looks like in the long run for, for women. I mean, yeah. and for mothers anyway, I'm also there. But a lot of us got woken up, you know, I feel like I had a major awakening and just realizing it does really, I mean, it did put a lot of things in perspective for sure. Yeah, I think I agree. I also turned 40 during the pandemic. So I think, was it you that told me, Lisa? Like, it's when you don't, when you turn 40, you don't give a fuck about anything. Like you yeah. just stop caring as much about all those little things. And it's so true. Yeah. Like I can't believe how fast it happened. And I don't know if it was because the pandemic sort of pushed us to have to care less about things that were fringe or frivolous because at the end of the day, our lives became so simple. Like on a Friday mm-hmm. night now, if there's no plans, like, I mean, if there is plans, you're like, I'm sorry, I have a, I have something in the calendar. <laughs> I like sleep in today. <laughs> yeah. Like there's just, it's so interesting. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, I think we're, I think it's all allowed us to sort of step back and take a real hard look at mm-hmm. our lives and what's really important. And I think spending time with family and making those memories like is obviously very important, but when I think about the time I was able to spend with my children, albeit difficult, mm-hmm. there's no way I would have ever spent this amount of time with my children at a Agreed. school, like at this age. Yeah. So it's kind yeah. of amazing yeah. that we can, we have done that again. When we look back, it will be so wonderful and when we reflect on that, but difficult in the moment and difficult to juggle, the, call the client. I got to cancel because who so-and-so is home. But when, you know, our 10 years from now, we'll look back and we'll appreciate that part of it Mm because I also think the siblings and stuff have been able to have that relationship where they would normally be in schools and different classrooms and not be together so that's like a bonus when you have to look at the whole the whole Mm -hmm. situation that is a bonus I think and I I have to sorry 
I have to, and for, I feel like I could talk to you for 700 years about this, Krista. Unfortunately, I have, we have to keep this podcast to the length of a crap nap. There are two things that I'm going to finish saying. Number one, my kids only became friends in the pandemic. So that, that is a huge bonus bonus. And then the other thing that I think is a huge bonus from the pandemic is that for once we all agree that we have, like, if you have kids, you have kids. Like, there was this, like, unspoken rule that, like, yes, I have, I have children. You will never hear about them, see them. I won't, yes. I won't have sick days. I am strong. It's like, I think that's gone, and I actually love that. I love yes. that we won't ever have to apologize for a sick kid being home because that's crazy. I mean, right. I have lots of, like, feminist conspiracies about that too. <laughs> Chris is like, what podcast is this? You didn't no, I tell love me. It. It's a no. rant of a wild woman. Yeah, but I wonder if like, talked about sleep. <laughs> I know. Well, that's okay. Um, we're talking about uh, common shared uh, parenting experiences and that's, mm-hmm. that's what matters. Mm-hmm. Chris, yeah. thank you so much for coming. And um, when, in, when you're getting back and there's no rush, where can people <laughs> find you to sure, hire yes. you? services and what's your what's your catchment area so i am out of hamilton ontario i pretty much do 30 kilometer radius generally i used to do toronto i used to but now with the commute it's crazy so typically it's toronto uh burlington hamilton i already said that what did i just say hamilton yes. burlington <laughs> ancaster dundas you know surrounding area basically the gha if you would greater hamilton area um the reason also being is that I don't actually have trades and that sort of thing further out. So they won't travel yeah. that far, especially with right. just the, yeah, the climate and all that yeah. sort of stuff. So, um, at KM Salter design, um, okay. on Instagram and that's my website, KM Salter Great. design as you know, I can find all that stuff on my, my website and, um, yeah, we do full scale projects, interior projects, new builds, renovations, basements, all that sort of Amazing. stuff. So, and your husband yeah, is just... extremely gifted furniture maker. Yes. 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 What is the My name? What, is... sorry. What's the trade? What's his trade called again? Oh, millwork. Well, mill he's a furniture. Worker. That's right. Yeah. That's right. He's a furniture He's maker a and he also does mill work. Maker. Yeah, and designer. Yeah. So we work often together, as you imagine, Hamilton Homes. Um, we need a show. business. Yeah, sure. Yeah. We need a show. <laughs> Great. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, think I think your show needs to start with you guys camping. They portage. Like he portages. Oh That's too much. We have to end immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. Yeah, we haven't portaged in a long time and I have not with my children. So no mother expect right, right. that because we certainly are not doing that. We did just get a trailer though, and it was amazing. It has been awesome. That was one thing we did as a family this summer. That was amazing to get it, That's and I'm hoping awesome. to renovate it. So stay tuned for that. Hopefully, yeah. that'll be on the show as well. All right, everyone. Yeah. Uh, I will put uh, Krista's uh, website information in the show notes. Um, as always, if you didn't get your sleep filled today, don't worry. You can find us on Instagram at Baby's Best Sleep, uh, uh, slash blog for all of your tips and tricks. And you can go back to this wonderful catalog that we have here of fabulous episodes about early morning snap transitions. 
oh God, everything, everything. It's been there and there's more to come. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye.